Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh, new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet. The greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is America. You're listening to the C.L. Bryant Show. I am C.L. Bryant. I want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with us as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here on the C.L. Bryant Show. And, uh, hey, folks, uh, it has been uh, one of those uh, last four days, four days that um, just really not knowing what uh, to do with myself. As all of you know, I'm going through a series, a series of first in my life uh, right now because uh, that was the very first um, Mother's Day weekend. Um, Mother's Day week, <laughs> the way I used to do it with my wife. Um, that was a Mother's Day week, uh, the whole week leaving, leading up to uh, her coronation. <laughs> what have you. We, I would uh, make a lot of um, uh, fanfare out of that. And I uh, just like to used to make a big deal. And that was gone. It was uh, not uh, available to me uh, this time. So I rode up to I rode up to Mount Rushmore. Yeah, in fact, if you follow me on Twitter, at Rev, at Rev C.L. Bryant, um, yeah, you know, you can uh, check me, check out what I'm going to do. In fact, I'm going to post a, a short clip that I shot up there. Um, and looking at those four faces there on Mount Rushmore, uh, Washington, Jefferson, Lincoln, and of course, um, you have Franklin uh, Roosevelt, uh, not Frank, uh, Theodore, Teddy, Teddy Roosevelt. Um there on the um, carved, etched in stone in that mountain. And then you look at uh, where we have come from, from either one of their times, because, of course, they were not all they were not contemporaries uh, by by any means. They each come from a different segment of American um, life and American society, a different time in America. But regardless of the time that they would have uh, represented, if they were to look in on us now. Yeah, I mean, of course, there's nothing we can do about the coronavirus. You know, gee, was, I mean, they couldn't do anything about the Black Plague uh, or blue bubonic or plague or typhoid or whatever happened. You know, back then they couldn't do anything about that. But it didn't seem to wreak the havoc that it did because the people were smart enough to huddle in place. And uh, hey, if it was typhoid, they would burn the they would burn the place down. They would burn your house down. Oh, they'd help you build another one. But they burn that one down. And they make sure they stay, uh, oh, more than arm's distance away from you uh, for whatever length of time it took in order for this to go away, to 
make sure you didn't come down with it. And after that time certain passed uh, back in the day and you didn't come down with typhoid, well, okay, they figured and everybody figured it was okay to take a chance on being around you uh, uh, again. But they never let it get to the place where it is now. And I know that there are a lot of people wanting to blame uh, the president for it, but the president and his administration and anyone with any sense is placing this where it belongs because nobody would have even guessed unless they were the Iranians or some terrorist group. And nobody would have even guessed that the Chinese or even the World Health Organization uh, would have been quiet about this. No, nobody suspected that. And so when you're looking at uh, Mount Rushmore, when I was looking at Mount Rushmore, what inspired me to go ahead and do uh, a couple of clips uh, to send up to my folks at, uh, at Freedom Works in D.C. was the fact that it, it, it dawned on you here in the age of COVID-19 that if there ever were men or Americans of any stripe, any ethnicity, any color, if there was ever men who understood, in fact, one of them on that mountain who is carved into that mountain actually coined this phrase, you know, what do we want? What will we choose? Dangerous freedom or peaceful slavery? That was Thomas Jefferson at the inception of our country. He understood that what we, what we wanted and what the proposition was that later Lincoln would talk about, what the preposition was that Roosevelt wanted us to be bold enough to hold on to through his own adventures and expand throughout from sea to shining sea. It was, it was Roosevelt who um, said, hey, listen, this is a huge park. Uh, it's a beautiful park that we live in here in America. Uh, let's expand its glory that God has given us from sea to shining sea. It was Roosevelt who did that. And of course, it was the courage of George Washington. Yeah, to cross the Delaware against all odds. We were talking liberty or death. There was no middle ground. They fail, they die at the end of the king's rope. We will hang together or we will truly hang separately. America, we're at a crossroads. We're at a quandary where we will die. We will do irreparable economic harm to ourselves if we don't fire this machine up again. That's one of my favorite phrases, because whenever something's been sitting dormant, uh, the machine has to be fired up again. Even when I was not, I used to um, train a little bit years and years and years ago. I used to run years and years and years ago. I was good at it until I tweaked um, my, my knee in high school. I, I could have been um, a decent track uh, runner of track, but I used to train. After all of that, once I became grown, got married, I used to train. And you can always tell when you miss a week of training, when you get back out there. 
because the machine, the mechanism, the body, the human body, is not firing the way it normally it, it, it was used to doing. It becomes a little rusty. You can, it, actually, that's exactly what it is. The muscles um, get lazy, and you have to you know tune them up again. But what I'm talking about here is that we needed Washington to show us the type of courage. If ever there were men placed in divine situations at times that they needed to be there, it was in this country. Even Lincoln was placed strategically. Strategically. Even though you can argue whether or not Lincoln had any affinity or love for uh, slaves or black people or not, you can paint him any way you want. It doesn't matter. He signed the proclamation. Doesn't matter if Jefferson uh, had me in mind. I'm being full disclosure. I'm a black American in this country. I must be conservative uh, mostly and lean, lean conservative mostly. I'm a libertarian uh, in most categories. Uh, if you were to check them off, uh, check, 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 it would probably be uh, I'd be more libertarian than Republican. Much more. And it's my libertarianism that breeds my conservatism in ways, certainly in fiscal ways. And in most social ways, but not all. My friends know me. They know what I'm about. Even my enemies know what I'm about, but they like to paint. They like to paint a different picture of what they know <laughs> to be true. But but this is what we needed. All of those men were placed in strategic ways so that at every point in time, we would have an opportunity as a people to advance ourselves, but it would be through dangerous freedoms. They understood dangerous freedom and peaceful slavery better than anyone else. Um, dealing with the, uh, typhoid, they understood dangerous freedom and peaceful slavery in those situations. But they were smart enough, as we should be. And we need to watch how quickly we open this thing up. But open it up, we must do. We need to watch how quickly we open this thing up. And open it up, we must do. A, um, a physician friend of mine uh, is warning, has told me over and over about, um, you know, it's foolish to, it's, it's foolish to open this up as quickly as some are saying. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree. But it's just as foolish, isn't it, to keep it shut down tight as a drum because we, we damage ourselves, we murder ourselves that way too. We're in a quandary. We're between a rock, the, ver the proverbial uh, rock and a hard place right now in America. That's where we are. That's okay. That's okay. We can deal with it. We can, we can deal with that. We'll find our way out as we have before. Huh? We'll find our way out as we have before. And Lord knows we have found our way out of many, many a bad situations as we have grown together in this country. 
the thing that could have taken us absolutely out, could have the most, uh, the largest, the most assault, the biggest assault on our Constitution was the Civil War, but yet we survived that. Oh, yeah, yet we survived that. We survived the civil rights era, even though there are many who would like to relive that, but they can't. The stolen valor. There are so many people who like to steal the valor of those who actually gained the rights that they enjoy and want to act a fool enjoying them. Huh? Well, you don't, you don't, you don't have to relive the 60s to enjoy the freedoms that the 60s brought you. Women, men, blacks, Mexicans, Latinos, whoever you are, I don't care, uh, whoever you are, poor whites, the 60s brought hope to you too. Oh yeah, all of that uh, affirmative action, all of that uh, type of thing uh, brought hope to everybody. But you can't relive that, and that's what I see too many of our young people wanting and trying to do here these days is try and relive the 60s and friends that that is not necessary it's been done the victory is done so what is happening here why are we at each other's throats why is it uh nancy pelosi and and uh, uh chuck schumer seemingly always at odds with mitch mcconnell and Donald Trump, and, and it's, not, it's not Trump's fault. All he did, listen, listen, all this president did was do what candidates for the presidency do. He won. And obviously he wasn't everybody's choice because everybody didn't vote for him. But I tell you what, he won it. He won. He won this fair and he's won it squarely. He is the legitimately elected. He is the legitimately elected president of the United States for nearly four years. And he has done an outstanding job of keeping us out of the hands of the predatory Chinese and whoever else might have been taking advantage of this nation. You don't have to give him credit for it because you don't like his personality or what have you. And you want to blame him for everything as the news media had. But all this president did was win. And he's been winning over and over again. And that is what just burns everybody up is that the person who was supposed to be the buffoon turns out to be better than those who we feel we have groomed for the job. I'll take common sense over book learning anytime. Anytime. I've been disappointed by people who are supposed to be um, so, uh, I mean, going to you know, MIT, I, I, have, I have buddies not, 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 who, are, who are brilliant people, but they are absolutely devoid of common sense. I'll take common sense. The old folks used to call it horse sense, mother wit, whatever. I'll take that over book learning anytime. My grandfather was a very, uh, did very well in life. Didn't have any 
education, but I tell you what he had tons of. He had tons of common sense, horse sense, mother wit. They had tons of that. You weren't going to fool him. You weren't going to pull the wool over his eyes. And you sure wasn't going to cheat him out of any money. I guarantee you that. He may not have been able to read, but he could count. And so it is in a similar way when we talk about the president. The president is a very well-educated man. He surrounds himself with people who are educated and very wise men, very smart men, very book-learned men. In some cases, I don't think they have the common sense that they should have, but they certainly do have the book learning. In some cases, the president does not exemplify his uh, education, but he has a lot of common sense. And common sense will win every time against the devices of those who have slickly tried to engineer devices to bring a person with common sense down. He will elude the traps every time. A fox is not educated. It's just smart. Very, very foxy. That's the president. He's smart. And he is so smart. Let me tell you how smart he is. He is so smart, it's easy to take him for granted because he doesn't come off as smart. But the wins and the victories that he's had over lifetime politicians and the wins and the victories and the ability to keep pushing forward in the midst of things that would have derailed a lesser man. He keeps trudging forward. He's smart. My pastor yesterday, James A. McManus, there in Shreveport, uh, I'm in Colorado, but he's in Shreveport. And of course, I watched him on my um, website. He talked about something that I want to talk to you about when I return. Putting, of course, my CL spin on a word form from my pastor about deception. About deception. Yeah, we need to talk about that because that's where we're being driven into. That's that's a stage that's being set for us to drive into, that stage of deception. We must be very, very cautious. Tell you why. When we return with more of the C.L. Bryan Show, I want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with us as we build the bridge to conversation right here throughout our great nation on the C.L. Bryant Show daily, 12.05 until 2 p.m. in the East every day. I'll be right back. Don't go anywhere.
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot, on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. CL, back with you on this great day in the USA. I want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with us as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation. My producer, Michelle, has just texted me and told me that coming up after the top of the news hour, we're going to have on with us uh, Wall Street um, type He's a good friend of mine, a young man. I really love this kid. One of my, he's a disciple. He's a disciple of mine, but he works on, on wall street and, uh, Juan Newsom is his name and Juan is going to, and I are going to talk about the shooting that, um, has occurred. He's an IT specialist on, um, on wall street. Yeah. He keeps him up and running keeps him programmed and all of that. And he's going to give us some insight into it. I don't know if it's uh, against the law to get tips from an IT specialist. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not going to do it. I was just asking. I'm just, just, I'm just saying, I'm just asking. So um, anyway, Juan's going to be on with me after the top of the hour. But now uh, I was talking to you before we left about deception be not deceived that was uh, one of the things uh, that was a warning and i encourage everybody whether you be a believer or non-believer read the uh, 24th chapter of matthew i believe we're i've uh, been living in it for a while and uh of course my um pastor teaches this as well and um I just believe, I just think that uh, there has never been a time or a situation in our existence. Israel is now a nation since 1948. Uh, the things that uh, have been predicted about them, every one of them, according to scripture, has, uh, except for the rebuilding of the temple, has come about, um, you know, and, and uh, I'm not really sure... <laughs> If the temple actually needs to be rebuilt for what we uh, deem and what we look forward to as the return of Christ uh, to occur. <clears throat> but in the meantime, there was a warning that was given out to the actually to those who would establish the church. There was a warning given out to them. And it was meant for them to write it down so that future generations would have the warning as well. And that's what we have in the canon of scripture. And it's an entire canon. If you read it, read it backwards, it still give you the same story. 
you do realize that you do real, realize that uh, it, it begins off with relationship. It ends with relationship. It begins with a marriage. It ends with a marriage. Okay. And uh, so if you read it backwards, it still tells the same story. There are things that are contained or thoughts that are contained in scripture that are way beyond uh, the comprehension of the human mind, like the idea of I am. Now, of course, um, we could have a great theological discussion about that. The very concept of I am is beyond your ability to comprehend it. Oh, you understand what it is being said and what is being referred to, but the comprehension of what has been said is beyond our human thought, the least contained on this earth. I believe we'll understand it uh, once we are loosed from the bounds of this earth. I think we'll be able to use all of our abilities, you know, I think it's only what, 20, 25%. Some people only use 10 to 15% of their brain capacity. I think I operate on probably about half. (laughs) Much more than most people, but (laughs) anyway, just kidding. You know, just kidding. But anyway, this is what, this is what I'm, I'm, I am saying. Deception is the key to controlling the the masses. Jesus knew this. And so his warning was, be not deceived. Now, how will they try to deceive you? The same way they did back then is the same way they're doing it now. And it has always been that way. That has been, if you believe in the evil one, and I do, and I call him the devil, you know, uh, Satan, the evil one, the deceiver of the brethren. I believe that there is evil in the world. I believe that. I see it. I mean, you know, my lying eyes may be, you know, but I see it. I see evil in the world. I see evil people in the world. And there are people that you don't like. Now, I don't want you to get twisted now. There are people you don't like. And then there are people who are truly evil. And sometimes we assign our dislike for someone's character or personality to something that is absolutely extreme when you talk about evil. I did did not like the policies of Barack Obama and I made no, uh, it it, it was no secret, you know, but I liked him. And most of you, most of you uh, don't like the policies or the personality of this president, President Trump. But I I can tell you this because I've had a chance to be with him on uh, several occasions. You'd like him. You'd like him. And what has happened is the deception that has been whipped up through the media has created this caricature 
that if you are in the mindset to do it and, and you're, uh, you're, you have proclivities toward that because you have political leanings in the other direction, you can be manipulated into hating the president of your country. And friends, I don't care who you are or, or what you may be thinking. That's not smart. Because there will be a next one and then a next one. You had better get a grip and understand that whoever the president is in the in the White House, um, they're either for America, pro-America, or they're not, in my opinion. That's just the way I look at it. It for me, it's just that doggone common sense, horse sense, mother wit simple. The president that I am going to vote for is going to be the president who is pro-America. Period. Why, CL, why do you always vote for the president who seems or says or acts and participates in being pro-America? I'm for that guy because I am an American. The reason I always, and, and, and the, my kids um, who listen to the show, and, and I'm sure they do occasionally, they know in their own selves, of course, I'm not going to say on the phone here in case they don't, that every parent has a, a, a child that they do more for. They're not their favorite, not necessarily a favorite. But they do more. They're more willing to do more for. They're 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 quicker to do more for. And kids don't don't get just don't get wrong. Don't get it wrong. Kids kids notice that. Even if you're they're grown and gone, they notice that. They I don't know how they know that you may have done something for one of the other kids, but they do know. But little do they know that. Perhaps many times you do something for that one because you know they support and they are a supporter of something that you're doing. They're always there for dad. They're always there to help. And, and, and if they can't help, they're always there to say, and I hate to say these words, but I'm going to say them. Yes, you can. But, you know, so 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 you so if that one calls, if that one says, hey, can you dad, can you? Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. You know, I may want you to get a better deal on it. Like Cat Williams says, he says to his little boy. Yeah, now, now, OK, so you want you want the Nikes. You want the Air Jordans. The, the, you want the Air Force Ones, right? Okay, dad can get those for you all day, every day, no problem. But why don't you come on over here? Let me show you these Batmans. And you can get five of these, even the ones that light up on the back. You can get five pair of these for the price of one of the Air Jordan, of the uh, Air Force ones. What do you want? So the kid man, you know, makes a decision. My dad, if I can get all that, anyway, he runs faster. And the <laughs> anyway, it's 
it's boiling down to deception. Okay? I'm talking about deception. And they're deceiving us in the same way that they always have. And all of these know that I go off on those trails, those rabbit trails, but I'm coming back to where I'm, I always come back and it always ties together. And this is what I'm tying together to control our society. We have to be deceived with three structures of our society. And those structures are political, economic, religious. My pastor talked about this yesterday. He did. Uh, pastor McMinnis, James A. He talked about this yesterday. And it, it, it struck me. So that I said, now I, I want to, I want to put my own CL twist on this because, because see, there, these were absolutely in place, absolutely in place, just as they were, perhaps even more entrenched in the minds of the people than they are today because there were no social programs. Huh? If you were poor, then, I mean, whatever little meager work you did for your daily sustenance, I mean, you worked for it. If you could not work, then there you were begging for alms. If you were sick and you could not get well, there you were at the pool of Bethesda. Hoping somebody help you get in when an angel comes down to trouble the water. But there were no social programs. Are you hearing me? And so uh, the Sanhedrin Council and uh, the Pharisees, Sadducees, they were the political structure back then, right? And you have to understand that even this thing that we're dealing with now and, and the president, uh, I think he was right for making inroads and, and reaching out and, and doing everything he possibly could to uh, bring China to the bargaining table, the trade table. But I think it is his nature when he's cultivating these friendships to be somewhat overly friendly. And the Chinese are the types of uh, people in their philosophy, in the way they approach life, they look at that type of kindness, especially when they know they have been screwing you over for years and you never yelled out. They're the type of people who uh, construe that type of kindness for weakness. That's just the, 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 the way that they, they think. They're inscrutable that way. And yes, they will be kind to you knowing that you may not be of the natural mindset to exploit that as a weakness. 
in them. Oh, there, there's no one who is more uh, hospitable than my Asian friends. No one who is more hospitable than my Asian friends. But if you think that you can tap the depths of the Asian mind and the way they think, you, you very well may not be using harsh sense, common sense, or mother wit. Because <laughs> they're long game players. They have to be. Their history is so ancient. They're long game players. And what we are seeing happening now is the same thing that was happening 2,000 years ago when we were warned as a nation now who is a Christian nation. It was founded on Judeo-Christian principles. And when Jesus spoke these words to his disciples, he said, see to it that you are not deceived. Not the world, but the church. You <clears throat> who are calling yourselves uh, Judeo-Christians in this American country. Be sure that the political the economic and the religious structures do not begin to deceive you. How will they do that? What will entice them to do it? To remain with their doors open. They want to keep their doors open and now government has taken over. You understand big government now takes over and uh, there's a parable about the hireling and the shepherd when the hireling whose sheep they don't belong to they don't belong to the hireling they belong to the shepherd they're the shepherd's sheep at least in, you know, we hire shepherds now, but back then the, sh the shepherd was a, was a kinsman usually of the family. And the King David was a tender of sheep. He was the runt of the litter. So they had him out tending the sheep, but he was a kinsman. And they, they were his sheep. And they were his livelihood. He sees the wolf coming He's going to fight the wolf. The hireling sees the sheep, come, the wolf coming. He's going to save himself. <laughs> man, hey, man, go on with them sheep, man. <laughs> and those are the type of politicians that you hire that are just hirelings. They, they don't consider you their peeps. It's the difference in a statesman. And a politician. I'm CL. We'll be right back with more of the CL Bryan show. Don't you go anywhere. I'll be right back. You thought I was worth saving. So you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth keeping. So you cleaned me 
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. I do the best I can. Always in the heaven hand. And for the flag I stand. CL back with you on this great day in the USA. It is a great day in the USA because of people like you throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet. The greatest success story the world has ever known. And that is America. Yeah, the deception is on the way, is is underway. Um, There's no question about that. The deception is underway. And it's happening through three structures here in government or in our society. That's always been a part of our society, political, economic, and religious is happening that way. The deception is, is affecting all of those. And even, even in my way of thinking, and I'm not a, um, conspiracy theorist, uh, you know, yeah, there are conspiracies. There's no question about it. Uh, I think it was, uh, I can't remember if it was Dr. Thomas Sowell or uh, my my good friend, Dr. Keyes, Alan Keyes. Uh, just because you don't, I think it was Alan. Alan said it. Alan Keyes said, just because you don't see a communist behind every tree doesn't mean they're not there. <laughs> So I'm not I'm not going with that type of, you know, conspiracy lunacy. OK, OK, I'm not I'm not going to do that. Uh, you know, Keys was just kidding when he said it, but uh, we were joking around. But it put me when he said the way he said it, the way when he said it put me on the floor. Um, but. It's the, the deception is occurring politically. Because. There's a, a paradox that the news media has created that if you are not truly paying attention, you'll buy what they're saying simply because it's convenient to buy what they're saying. I listen to all of it. I have to. I listen to all of it. A lot of times I'm up even in the middle of the night getting the, the um, recap of what CNN, MSNBC, uh, ABC, CBS has been talking about. And I compare it to what uh, Fox is saying and, and uh, you know, you know, and so forth. And, and, and in, where, in there somewhere is an inkling of truth in the middle, you know, somewhere. And that's what this show is about, is, is creating a discussion about both sides of, of that conversation that we have to have. We're going to have to have. So coming up after the, after the top of the hour, uh, even with the shooting in Georgia... 
there is a deception going on here. I really don't think we're hearing the entire story here, although there are some people jumping on uh, the bandwagon for either side. My position is this. If he, even if he broke into the house, you still don't chase him down and lynch him. Now, anybody that knows me knows that I am the law and order candidate. I'm the guy. But I'm also the guy who is uh, always going to tell you and talk to you about due process. And you can't have it both ways, my liberal friends. And you know that you did not give this present due process. But yet, my liberal friends, it's okay to go ahead and, uh, or my conservative friends, it's okay to go ahead and say, well, yeah, they, they, they were in their, well within their rights to go ahead and kill him, you know. I mean, yeah. No, no, no. Since when do you kill, unless he's coming in on you now, you know, you know, if you break into my house and you're a burglar, you're dead. But now, if you're going out the window and I see you, you're walking down the street and you got my stuff. This is what OJ went to jail about. <laughs> OJ had his stuff. That was his stuff. But he went and robbed the people in the privacy of their room. He invaded their space to get his stuff. He went to jail behind that. So the burglars out of your house, going out the window or whatever, walking down the street with your stuff, you grab your gun, you go after him, you shoot him down. Guess what? Your behind is going to jail. And rightly so. Your behind, no, you may want to follow him and you may want to call the cops uh, to come and, and meet rendezvous with you. You may want to see where he went and all of that type stuff. But after he is out of your house down the street, no, it's a police matter. If he's in my house, it's my matter. And he will never exit the house. If he tries to fall out of the window, I will eliminate whatever. Uh, yeah, I'm telling, I'm telling like it is. And you better do the same thing. <laughs> he pulling him back inside. <laughs> if, if I shoot him, he falls out the window. He's going to be pulled back inside. Because I know the truth. And that's going to set us both free. I set him free from his criminal ways and him falling into the house as he naturally did when the bullet hit him. He, uh, of course, fell into the house. Yeah. <laughs> but we cannot be deceived politically. But we are being deceived politically. We, we can't allow ourselves to be perceived, deceived politically. There are people who are for this being a crippler of our economy so that a fundamental change in the way we do and achieve prosperity in this country 
can come about. But I'm telling you, if you eliminate the machine that we have now to try and bring about an equalizing um, method of economy, you'll be deceived into making all of us mediocre. And none of our work will be reach the standard of excellence that it once did because you're looking for equal outcome. There can be no equal outcome. Take care of the poor. Of course you take care of the poor. Those who are infirmed and weak among us, you always do that. It's a Christian principle. Americans have always done that. But you don't create a perpetual state of dependence by taking care of their children who could be independent, but we make them dependent. So there has to be a breaking out point somewhere. And that's all the conservative viewpoint is about. It's not trying to be hateful or, or anything of that nature. It's, it's, it's taking care of America first. Even when we're talking about the dreamers, of course. Well, you know, any idiot uh, would know that uh, you can't send children back to their country of origin, um, you know, if they've been here as long as they've been here, 15, 20 years, whatever. They've been here five years, whatever. You can't send them back to their country of origin because they, they have become Americanized. This is, who, this is who they are. This is what they know. Okay, we understand that. But the point is we can't be deceived into thinking that we can have some open-door policy where they become the vehicle for everyone in their family in their various countries to come here. We can't do that and survive ourselves. Those who are here, let them stay here, um, assimilate, become Americans, uh, um, become a part of our culture. Yes, you can enjoy the love and beauty of your own culture here in this country, but assimilate and love this culture, love America. Because you go to any other country, you go to Mexico, that's what you're, that's what you're going to do. You're going to have to do it if, even if you don't do it up front, uh, I mean, uh, in your heart. You're going to have to do it up front. You better, you better act like you love Mexico. You better act like you're loyal to Mother Russia or Father Germany, France, or Mother England. And, and then what bothers me, and the deception is contained in this as well, is that we would want to teach our people that somehow it is racist to love America. It's racist to understand what manifest destiny is. And I, I, there's nobody who understands that more, uh, better than I do, because I was told a lie about it for so long. It's like Frederick Douglass who was told a lie about the Constitution for so long until he got to a point where he could read and he read the thing, which is a very easy read. Every one of you should read it yourself. And he realized that he had been, been being fed a lie by William Lord Garrison. He, being, he was being fed a lie. Yeah. And um, you will notice that during Black History Month, uh, the essence and the actual person of who Frederick Douglass was very seldom talked about. Booker T. Washington, the same way, very seldom talked about. We're lied to, been lied to, and we're being deceived even now. 
be not deceived. That was the first warning. Because many, many is going to come telling you all kinds of things about the political spectrum, the economic spectrum, and the religious spectrum. Be not deceived. There are many who are going to come shucking and jiving. Especially now. You are vulnerable. You are prey. Not just Americans, but the world has become a jungle. And you who are not aware, you who are wandering around, stumbling around out there as though you have no flashlight in this darkness, you will become prey. You'd better wake up. Revelations also talks about four horses. They're called the horses of the apocalypse. The white horse, the red horse, the black horse, the pale horse. When we come back after the break, after I would have interviewed Juan Newsom, I want to talk to you about these four horses of the apocalypse. The first one represents deception. The second one represents war. The black horse, the red, the, the third one represents famine. And upon the pale horse, death. After I would have interviewed Juan Newsom, I want to uh, talk to you about these four horses. What you get when you come along with C.L. Bryant show with my background in uh, both politics and theology and the pulpit. Um, and of course, just living a simple life as a simple man. Yeah, baby, try to be simple kind of man. My mama actually said those words. And that, of course, is one of the Southern man's national anthems. Simple man, Leonard Skinner. <laughs> That's me. I'll be back. Don't go anywhere. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show. 